0: Welcome to A Star Witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing another episode and today I have with me my mother Renee. Hello, welcome. Hello,
1: thank you. Nice to be here.
0: Nice to have you and before we get started we want to start with a word of prayer. So with that let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this beautiful day that you have given. Thank you for the sunshine and the warmer weather and for the good air that we breathe. And Lord, we thank you for the laws of health that you have given us. There's so much that you have told us so that we can improve our health and have good bodies and so that we may serve you better with them. We thank you and praise you and we ask that you continue to teach us In regards to not only improving our own bodies, but helping to improve the health of those who don't know your laws of health as yet. We thank you and praise you, and we ask all these things in your precious, holy, wonderful Son's name. Amen. Amen. All right. So, what is today's topic? Well, today's topic is fresh air. Well, that is a good thing to learn about. In fact, we have many examples in the Bible and in the spirit of prophecy about the Lord. telling people to be in air. In fact, the Israelites got lots of fresh air when they were wandering around in the wilderness for all of those years.
1: Oh, they sure did. Not only did they get fresh air, they got plenty of sunshine and they got exercise.
0: <laughs> yeah, they got lots of good health benefits there. And uh, when God told them to march around Jericho, they got fresh air there too. Right. Anytime
1: we go for a walk outside, we're getting fresh air, sunshine, and exercise. So.
0: In fact, our very first home was in the Garden of Eden, which was outside. And that was the purest air we, there ever was before sin entered the world. Right,
1: exactly. Well, we're told in Ministry of Healing, page 127, that pure air is one of the true remedies and that every person should have a knowledge of nature's remedial agencies and how to apply them. And it's essential to both understand the principles involved in the treatment of the sick and to have a practical training that will enable one rightly to use this knowledge. So with that being said, you know, with pure air being one of the true remedies from God, that tells us that it's very important.
0: Yes, and we need to educate ourselves in cg 361.2 it says we should educate ourselves not only to live in harmony with the laws of health but to teach others the better way
1: right exactly and we also need to become more intelligent in regard to the laws of life we're told in 11 mr 187.3 so why should we educate in regard to the laws of life well mm 259 says so that they may know how to preserve health We all want to know how to preserve health.
0: Yes, and it is a duty of every person for his own sake and for the sake of humanity to inform himself in regard to the laws of life and conscientiously to obey them. Ministry of Healing 128.1. That's a powerful
1: statement there. So not only is it our duty, but we have to inform ourselves. So in other words, spend time studying and reading and obey them.
0: That's right. We have to not only become educated, we have to obey what we're teaching, and then we have to inform others of those laws of health, because true religion and the laws of health go hand-in-hand, hand, we're told, in 7 Testimonies 137.1.
1: Right, and then in KC 20, page page 20, paragraph 4, it says, you are to apply the laws of life and health to your own case, and in violating the laws of health, even in doing the service of God, you misrepresent your maker. That statement right there is so powerful. So even when we're doing things for God, we are not supposed to break the laws of health, even if it's for the Lord. God says, hey, take care of your health. Don't abuse the laws of health when you're serving me even.
0: Exactly. And as we were saying before, with the air in the Garden of Eden, when God first created the world, the air was pure and everything was pure. All of the laws of health were implemented back then. It wasn't until after sin that he had to start saying, hey, these are the things you have to do conscientiously now in order to improve your health because sin entered the world and now you have to be aware of these things. And one of those things is getting that good, pure air in your lungs in patriarchs and prophets in page 44.2 it says as the earth came forth from the hand of its maker it was exceedingly beautiful the air untainted by foul miasma was clear and healthful
1: right And then after his transgression, Adam at first imagined himself entering upon a higher state of existence, but soon the thought of his sin filled him with terror. The air, which had hitherto been of a mild and uniform temperature, seemed to chill the guilty pair. Patriarchs and Prophets again, page 57 so all of a sudden they got cold.
0: They realized quickly the difference that they were experiencing between perfect good weather, pure air, and all of a sudden all of that had changed and now they were feeling chilled to the bone.
1: Wow what a shock that must have
0: been. A surprise. I can imagine them thinking how come I feel cold? They'd never experienced that before. A lot of new things were taking place. I'm sure they were very sad. I mean, it said that they cried when the first leaf fell off the tree because they had never seen anything die before, which right. is a shock to us. We look forward to we it. We
1: have leaves all over the yard in fall when the leaves are falling, and we don't think anything of it. And they cried. Yeah, but They were sad. And it was also told in 2nd Testimonies, page 533, that in a short time, you will so realize the benefit of pure air that you would not live without these blessings. And that's true because I really, really feel it when I can't get outside and get fresh air like if it's raining all day or bad weather whatever it's like oh I I just I want to get outside I look forward to going out and getting my fresh air
0: well even when I get into my car I have to roll down the window and get some fresh air circulating in my car because I can smell the stale air and I don't like it. <laughs>
1: right.
0: So I want that fresh air to get out whatever was in my car before while it was sitting there until I travel the next time. And it's interesting because It says in CH 461.1 that Satan is exercising his power. He sweeps away the ripening harvest and famine and distress follow. He imparts to the air a deadly taint and thousands perish by the pestilence. These visitations are to become more and more frequent and disastrous. And, you know, the cities do not help. And even our cars do not help with the pure air because all of the exhaust fumes, all of the airplane fumes, all of the chemicals that are dropped from the sky onto the plants, all of the city factory smoking into the air, you know, people smoking, all of that affects the pure air around us.
1: Right. But if we do the best we can and we do get outside and do what God asks us to do, He will bless us and help us, protect us from a lot of these things because He knows there's certain things that we just can't help.
0: No, but that is why he does counsel us if it is possible to live in or as close to the country as possible. Oh yeah, we are definitely counseled to be in the country.
1: Yeah, we don't wanna be in the city.
0: And we also wanna share a little bit more info about fresh air. Here are some quotes you can go look up for yourself in the meantime and we will give you a little bit about it and then also the references, but please go and search them all out and read it for yourself. Here they are. The earth would be a dusty globe without fresh air, 5 BC, 1087. It's also better than medicine, CH 55.1. So the best thing to combat Illness is fresh air and sunshine, which we talked about. All of these natural doctors. Their blood moves sluggishly without fresh air. First Testimony 702 and 703. It also is a good blood purification and it requires fresh air in order to purify blood. CH 55.1.
1: All right, also, children need to run and play in the fresh air. And that's in FE page 60. And if you have a diseased stomach, you need fresh air. And that's in 2T530. We're told to exercise as much as possible in the open air.
0: There are many good examples about exercise in another previous podcast that we talked about. So go listen to that. And we have tons of quotes about how exercising in the fresh open air is what's really best.
1: Yeah, well, in Councils on Health, page 52, it says to walk daily in the fresh air. So that's a reference for that. And God uses it to cause seeds to sprout. So we need fresh air for that. Desire Ages 367. If you want good health, it requires fresh air. Ministry Healing, 275. And every room in the house needs fresh air. Adventist Home, page 153. Fresh air is health-restoring. Medical Missionary, page 232. It's More Than Medicine, Councils on Diet and Foods, page 419, and it's Food for the
0: Lungs, 2T525. Also, it has an electrifying influence and it's really relaxing for studying. We forgot to put the references down for those two, but feel free to look it up for yourself. And it also says in MH274 that lungs need constant supply of fresh air and also the lungs are benefited by the winter morning air and that's in 2T529 even though we all know that the winter air is a little bit more crisp than some of us would like. Also fresh air is more essential than food which is very fascinating ch 55.1 we need to know how to breathe properly of the air that we take in we have to breathe so that our stomach pushes out when we breathe in that's breathing from your diaphragm and so when you breathe out your stomach pushes in so take a deep breath of air your stomach pushes out and now breathe out your stomach goes back in that's how you breathe from your diaphragm and that is also found in 2SM287 and speaking of breathing properly take full and deep inspirations of pure air MH272 also, people think that the night air is injurious
1: to them, but it's not. And we're told that in 2T 527 to 528. We need the night air. It's no different than the day air. It's still good for you. And fresh air is not an enemy to our health. Second Testimonies 533, Paragraph 1. And persons not to be deprived of air is in CD 302, Paragraph 3. Part of the elixir of life, 7T 76 to 77. Also, it is prescribed for the sick. If a person Person is sick they need fresh air mm page 234 and to have pure blood it requires fresh air mh 293 it is a great remedial agency to sm 291 and minister healing 127 paragraph
0: 2. also skin surface needs to breathe first testimony 701 fresh air is tenfold more beneficial than indoor air fe 73.3 and it is very beneficial to ride in the outdoors that's when they used to be able to go back out on horseback riding all the time because most of the people had horses but you can still go horseback riding if you know the right places or you can go out riding your bike or go for a walk or go kayaking canoeing whatever it's very beneficial to do outdoor activities in the fresh air 3 testimonies 75 also to walk daily in the fresh air ch 52 and we are indebted to god for giving us the fresh air cas page 17.
1: Right. Now, who needs fresh air, Kayla? Well, we're told age persons need it in MH275. Babies need it, we're told, in 2SM465. But we also have to be sure that the baby is protected from a draft because we're told that in 2SM465. They're a little more delicate, so they can't have that draft and fresh air is great for anyone who's sick, CH page 55. Invalids should begin to take in fresh air moderately, a 2T535, and lung fever patients need fresh air, and we're told in 2SM305, and ministers need it in
0: 3T489. Nurses need fresh air. That's found in MH219. Persons of sedentary habits need fresh air, MH240. Also physicians need it. In 16MR57.1, it talks about how it's good for the physicians to prescribe these natural remedies. And as they say, what's good for the goose is good for the gander as well, right? Right,
1: also sick persons need fresh air. Ministry of Healing 264. Students need it on a regular basis. Education 208, especially, you know, to clear the mind and think. Sometimes when you just sit and study, 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 you need to get up, take a break, get some fresh air, then you clear your mind and think better. Teachers need it, of course. If students do Teachers do, right? 3T49 and women need it. Ministry of Healing 293, but I would say men do
0: too. But yeah. Everybody in the known universe needs right. it. Even animals need fresh
1: air. Right. But just think, if she mentions all these different teachers, students, you know, women, men, whatever, all children, all these people, It must be
0: important to give fresh air. It really is. In fact, in MH274.2, it says, neglect of proper ventilation is responsible for much of the drowsiness and dullness that destroy the effect of many a sermon and make the teacher's work toilsome and ineffective. Because if your mind is feeling drowsy, then you can't really think, you can't really retain what they're trying to present to you in any case, in any scenario, and you just can't retain what it is they're trying to tell you.
1: Well, you know, back when I was in school way long ago, (laughs) grade school, we went outside quite often. And I realize now why, because children need a break from just sitting at a desk and sitting at a desk. And you come back in and you feel refreshed and you feel like sitting and learning. Whereas if you just sit, 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 children are gonna just zone out and tune out and not wanna really learn or study. Now. Without proper oxygen, cells in our brain can start to die within a matter of three minutes. Negative ions are a must for proper health. And so the air in our homes, if it's not aired out daily, they are the positive ions which lead to many unhealthful conditions. We're told exercise and a free and abundant use of air and sunlight would give life and strength to the emaciated invalid. So very important to have fresh air in the home. Don't keep your windows closed. Open a window, crack it, even in the summer when it's hot. Crack the window for a little bit, get some fresh air in. Don't just leave that air conditioner running day and night. Never open a window. Very important, even at night, I always open the windows at night. Unless it's super hot and muggy, then I will leave them
0: closed, but generally at night it cools off and you can have some fresh air coming in the house. In fact, the benefits of fresh air, and we'll just name a few, is appetite excited by fresh air. First Testimony 702. The blood circulation is improved, and the body is wholly electrified by it. And that's all found in First Testimonies 702 and 701. And also the blood is cleansed by fresh air, MH271, and the body is refreshed by fresh air, first testimony 702 again, and the body is wholly invigorated by it, which is found in MM232. So all of this is very important.
1: Another thing is that digestion is aided by fresh air in first testimony 702 and your health is improved ml 139 your mind is influenced 1t 702 sound sleep is induced 1t 702 vital organs invigorated by fresh air ml 139 and your brain is quieted if it's distracted by getting some fresh air and i don't have the reference for that one but i'm sure you can look it up
0: in ch 55.1 it says fresh air will prove far more beneficial to sick persons than and is far more essential to them than their food. They will do better and will recover sooner when deprived of food than when deprived of fresh air. That's saying wow. a lot.
1: Yeah, it sure does. How long does it take to see results of getting fresh air? Well, 2T533 says, in a short time, you will so realize the benefit of exercising pure air that you would not live without these blessings, and mm-hmm. that
0: is true very true in fact lack of fresh air leads to acute diseases first testimony 703 blood moves sluggishly without fresh air first testimony 702 and 703 blood is poisoned by it the body is weakened mh 274 the brain enfeebled by the lack of fresh air to SM 436. Yes and also
1: depression can come from lack of fresh air. 2SM 459. Diseases are caused from lack of fresh air. Councils on Health 62. Your entire system can suffer from a lack of fresh air. 2T 526. Even fevers can come from a lack of fresh air. 1T 703. Your health is injured by a lack of fresh air. CH 173 to 174. Liver is diseased, the lungs are diseased, 1T701. Lack of fresh air can even lead to self murder. And I forgot the reference for that one, but you can look it up. Thousands can die from lack of fresh air, CD419. Vital organs are weakened by it, 4SGA138. And weakness in the body, 1T702 and 703. Those are some pretty serious things that can happen from just not having fresh air. Would you
0: think that? Oh, for sure. But what makes air impure? Well, filthy premises can cause to be impure CH-63, dog or cat feces near the house, dead leaves, sewage systems. So cleanliness, as they say, is next to godliness. It
1: sure is. And I just want to interject something here. I know many people whose homes are filthy. They're not clean. They're not dusted. They're not picked up. They have junk land
0: everywhere and it's no wonder that they get sick. Yeah, you have to clean regularly and not hoard all of this stuff inside of your house because it just makes the air stagnant and stale and not good. In fact, even many breaths make poison air. So if there's a lot of people in the room Mm -hmm. and there's no air flowing in and no movement it can make it really bad to breathe in that carbon dioxide. Yes. And that's found in 2SM 436.
1: That's true. Overheated rooms too. 1T 590 and 701 and we're also counseled we shouldn't have our heat higher than 65 degrees. The quote comes in First Testimonies page 702 where it says you should so accustom yourself to the air that you will not be under the necessity of having the mercury higher than 65 degrees. So in the winter, you should only have your thermostat at 65 degrees and put on some more layers. Smoke and dust in the air endangers your health, MH262, and the stove heat destroys vitality of fresh air in the home, 2SM305.
0: Also, if you're a tobacco user, it can cause poisoned air, also smoking. When you smoke, all of that, not only does it destroy the person who smokes, but those who have to breathe in the secondhand smoke. And it causes poison air, which is found in MH328, and even, you know, the breath, when you breathe in somebody's breath when you're talking to them and they've been chewing tobacco or smoking, like I said before, it poisons the air when you have to breathe even their breath from them doing it. Those who drink liquor also cause the air to be poisoned and waste from lungs poisons the air and also waste from the pores of the skin poison the air. And that's found in 4SGA 143. So all of these things are very important to know.
1: Yes,
0: they are. In fact, even living in mold, moldy houses, black mold, all of those things are not good for the lungs. And I happen to have lived in a place where there was black mold and I saw the effects that it had on my lungs. I was coughing all the time. It, you know, damaged me and I had to do some natural remedies to restore what was lost from living for so long in those conditions. So, this is another reason why we have to make sure that our homes are kept in good condition, and that when we start to see mold, that we take the actions necessary. And sometimes the action necessary is to move out of the place that you're living in.
1: Right. Also, during the rainy and cold season, we should even have our windows open if we can, cracked a little bit to keep that fresh air coming in. I know yesterday we had a a very short thunderstorm and it was blowing quite heavily and the rain was coming in, but I left the patio cracked just enough that the fresh air could come in, but the rain did not. And the quote is in HR, February 1, 1874, paragraph 9 says, During the rainy season, in California or anywhere else, when the sun does shine, we should make the most of it. Every room in our dwelling should be daily thrown open to the healthful rays of the sun, and the purifying air should be invited in. This will be a preventative
0: of disease. Wow, that's amazing. Also in H.R. February 1, seventy five, four, paragraph 7, it says, Many seem to think that if they exclude the air from their rooms because it is damp and foggy, they have an atmosphere in their houses perfect safe to breathe. But we have to breathe in damp and foggy days as well as in pleasant and sunny weather. We must accept the air which God gives us, which is subject to atmospheric changes, sometimes dry and invigorating, while again it is damp, chill, and penetrating. We must meet these changes as they come and make provision best we can to guard ourselves from the effects of damp and chilly atmosphere, and not subject ourselves to a greater evil by breathing air over and over again that has lost its vital properties. Wow.
1: That's a good one. Also, H.R. February 1, 1874, paragraph 11 says fresh air during the day in storm as well as in sunshine. It is certainly more pleasurable to have days of sunshine than those that are damp and foggy, but we must breathe in damp, unpleasant weather as well as in sunshine. We should labor to have the air in our houses as pure as possible. Even during the rainy season of California, I shall plead for fresh air. So open those windows up and get that fresh air coming in all day whenever you can.
0: Yeah, even if it's just a crack, like we said, just get that fresh air flowing in. Right. And when it does get cool and damp, first testimony 702.3 says, you should so accustom yourself to the air that you will not be under the necessity of having the mercury higher than 65 degrees, which what we talked about briefly before. And in HL 142.1 says, what mom? Well,
1: it says sleeping apartments should be large and so arranged as to have a circulation of air through them day and night. Why? Because rooms that are not freely ventilated daily and bedding that has not been thoroughly dried and aired are not fit for use. We feel confident that disease and great suffering are brought on by sleeping in rooms with closed and curtained windows, not admitting pure air in the rays of the sun. The room may not have had an airing for months, nor the advantages of a fire for weeks, if at all. It is dangerous to health and life to sleep in these rooms until the outside air, shall have circulated through them for several hours and the bedding shall have been dried by the fire or today we would use a portable heater. Unless this precaution is taken, the rooms and bedding will be damp. Every room in the house should be thoroughly ventilated every day and in damp weather should be warmed by fires. Every room in your dwelling should be daily thrown open to the helpful rays of the sun and the purifying air should be invited in. This will be a preventative of disease. Mildew and mold would be prevented. The confined air of unventilated rooms meets us with sickening odors of mildew and mold and the impurities ex- exhaled by its inmates the emanations from damp moldy rooms are and clothing
0: are poisonous to the system wow you know that's true because even people in the hospital when you walk into the hospital what are the things that you kind of smell you smell sterilization you smell kind of like old folky you smell all of this stuff that isn't invoking like fresh air and that's why so many people remain sick for longer than they should in the hospital because they're not getting the fresh air the sunshine all of the things that we've been talking about pure water you know good food because hospital food is absolutely vile (laughs) and many people say that but you know if you got these people and inmates too in prisons they don't hardly get much fresh air and sunshine they get a little bit here and there but you know we all need sunshine fresh air and pure water and all of the other things that we've been talking about
1: yeah that's right Uh, hospitals are terrible they never open windows nursing homes don't open windows and prisoners yeah they get to go outside for a short period but that whole prison inside needs to be aired out i bet it's terribly stale and all the inmates breathing in that same old stale air that's got to be horrible anyway we know that it's very important and also if you have a guest room it's important to air that out as well We're told in Ministry Healing 275, the guest chamber should have equal care with the rooms intended for constant use. Like the other bedrooms, it should have air and sunshine and should be provided with some means of heating to dry out the dampness that accumulates in a room not in constant use. Whoever sleeps in a sunless room or occupies a bed that has not been thoroughly dried and aired, does so at the risk of health and often of life. And I remember Sister White telling a story about her
0: baby that got sick because they slept in a damp bed. And the baby ended up dying. That is horrible and very sad. I'm sure that was a hard time and imagine how many other people's health is affected by unventilated, no sun in their rooms and they don't realize it's because of those reasons that they have such poor health.
1: Well she said herself that in HR April 1, 1871 paragraph 7 that she's visited in families where it would have been a pleasure for me to remain overnight but I couldn't do this this without endangering my health. They did not feel the importance of ventilation and sunlight. The dread of being obliged to occupy a sleeping apartment that had been closed for days, not admitting these necessary blessings, has led me frequently to deprive myself of the privilege of remaining with dear friends any length of time. Windows and blinds have been closed, keeping out air and sunshine till I felt dizzy and faint wholly unfitted to benefit the family or to receive benefit. That's pretty powerful stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that must have been really hard to say no. But for your health, you have to be willing to sometimes deal with those bad or awkward situations and say, hey, I'm sorry, I can't, but this is making me feel bad.
1: Yeah, and if they won't open a window or do what's necessary, then you
0: just have to move on. In fact, the ill effects of sleeping without fresh air in 2nd SM 463.1s says sleeping apartments should be large and so arranged as to have a circulation of air through them day and night those who have excluded the air from their sleeping room should commence their course immediately they should let air in by degrees and increase the circulation until they can bear it winter and summer with no danger of taking cold the lungs in order to be healthy must Have pure air. Right. That is really the truth.
1: Our lungs need fresh air. In the fact, the next paragraph, she says, those who have not had a free circulation of air in their rooms through the night generally awake feeling exhausted, feverish, and know not the cause. It was air, vital air, that the whole system required but which it could not obtain. Upon arising in the morning most persons would be benefited by taking a sponge bath or if more agreeable a hand bath with merely a wash bowl of water. This will remove impurities from the skin, then the clothing should be removed piece by piece from the bed and exposed to the air the windows should be open and the blinds fastened back and the air left to circulate freely for several hours if not all day through the sleeping apartments in this manner the bed and clothing will become thoroughly aired and the impurities will be removed from the room.
0: So you don't have to make your bed right away in the morning when you get up. <laughs>
1: yeah we usually wait a couple hours fold back the sheets the blankets everything and let the bed air out for a couple hours.
0: Getting that fresh air and sunshine after sleeping all night especially i find probably more so in the summertime when it's hot at night and you probably do a bit more sweating it's good to air out the bed and night air is essential fresh air in the nighttime actually really improves your sleep hr february 1 1874 paragraph 11 says i plead for fresh air in the night and in the same article but the previous paragraph it says the idea that Night air is unhealthful and must be excluded from our sleeping apartments as a mistake. In the night, God designed that we should breathe night air, for we have no other. Our creator would not make night air dangerous to health and yet compel us to breathe it. Night air is as health for us to breathe in the night as day air is in the day. <laughs> right, That's so true.
1: Uh, that's kind of weird that people would think that night air is bad (laughs) it's kind of strange thinking
0: isn't it it's very strange but I guess because they think it must be different in the nighttime I'm not sure but night air is very good for you and I you'd be surprised at how much better your sleep is because you're breathing in fresh air well she
1: says many have been taught that night air is positively injurious to health and therefore must be excluded from their rooms but we have no other air than night air (laughs) in this car out of it so she must have been traveling. If you refuse to breathe the night air, you must stop breathing, which makes perfect sense. It's like, that's all you have. Either breathe it or don't. Exactly. But uh, you know, God has provided for his creatures air to breathe for the day and the same made it a little cooler for the night. In the night, it is not possible for you to breathe anything but night air. The question is, shall the night air we breathe be pure or is it improved after it has been breathed over and over? Is it for our health to breathe the polluted night air in this car? The Exaltations thrown off by the lungs and bodies of men steeped in tobacco and alcohol pollute the air and endanger health. And yet nearly all the passengers sit as indifferent, as though inhaling the purest atmosphere. God has wisely provided for us that in the night we should breathe night air, and in the day the air of the day. If we fail to answer the plan of God, the blood becomes impure, our wrong habits have made it thus. But the air of night breathed in the night will not of itself poison the current human life. So that's some good advice there. Breathe the air in the day that you get, and breathe the air at night that you have.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) Pretty simple. A child could probably figure that out. (laughs) Exactly.
0: And many are suffering from disease, like we talked about, because they refuse to receive into their rooms at night the pure night air. And but be sure not to sit under a draft. If your bed is like directly under the window, then open a window in an adjoining room, or move your bed. (laughs)
1: Right. Move your bed. Rearrange it. You need to know how to breathe properly too. talked about that a little bit earlier that when you breathe in your stomach needs to go out and when you breathe out your stomach needs to go in so uh, we're told in minister healing page 127 pure air sunlight abstemiousness rest exercise proper diet and the use of water trust in divine power these are the two remedies every person should have a knowledge of nature's remedial agencies and how to apply them and then 2SM says, pure air and with a precious knowledge of how to breathe. Yes. So now we're going to get into how to properly breathe. We did cover that a little bit, but we're going to share what the Lord tells us in the Spirit of Prophecy.
0: Now, not only is it about how you breathe, but it's also about how your body is. So posture does go into this as well. You have to make sure that you are standing with good posture or sitting with good posture. And then the lungs should be allowed the greatest freedom possible. Their capacity is developed by free action. It diminishes if they are cramped and compressed. So that's why it's very important to have good posture. If you're sitting in a slouch or standing in a slouch position, you are compressing your lungs. And that's found in V S. -S 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 191.2 also in that paragraph it says the ill effects of the practice so common especially in sedentary pursuits of stooping at one's work in this position it is impossible to breathe deeply superficial breathing soon becomes a habit and the lungs lose their power to expand a similar effect is produced by tight lacing sufficient room is not given to the lower part of the chest the abdominal muscles which were designed to aid in breathing do not have full play and the lungs are restricted in their actions so not only do we have to have good posture but we should not have tight clothing on that constricts the airflow so right all of these things have to be taken into consideration exactly and that way you don't
1: mess up your breathing and your lungs get the fresh air that they need in order to have good blood too we must breathe well full deep inspirations of pure air which fill the lungs with oxygen purify the blood. They impart to it a bright color and send it a life-giving current to every part of the body. Ministry of Healing page 272 tells us that. As we're also told, the life of the flesh is in the blood.
0: The Bible tells us that in Leviticus 1711. That's right. We need good deep breaths. So when you're outside doing your exercise or gardening or whatever, take some nice deep breaths of fresh air. Hold it in for maybe 10 seconds. Breathe it out. Take a nice deep breath in, hold it, let it out slowly. Just breathe out slowly. And do that several times. Just get it, a nice expanding of the lungs. A good respiration
1: soothes the nerves, stimulates the appetite. It renders digestion more perfect, it induces sound, refreshing sleep. Ministry of Healing 272, paragraph one tells us that. And as you already said, we got to have good posture for proper breathing, and we do have references for that. ML 128 says it's a great thing to ensure health by placing ourselves in right relations to the laws of life. Among the first thing to be aimed at should be correct position, that's your posture, both in sitting and standing. God made man upright and He desires him to possess not only the physical but the mental and moral benefit, the grace and dignity of self possession the courage and self-reliance which an erect bearing so greatly
0: tends to promote. Yeah, in fact, Education 198.4 says, The one who sits and stands erect is more likely than others to breathe properly. Impress the importance of deep breathing. And while the importance of deep breathing is shown, the practice should be insisted upon. Let exercises be given which will promote this and see that the habit becomes established. We have gotten into the condition of slouching, of not really caring about how we stand, about kind of relaxing. When in actuality, we're doing more damage than we realize because then over time of you slouching, you're not only doing all of the things that we just read about to the lungs and cramping everything, but you're also bending your spine. You're causing other problems in your body to eventually take on this form that you're you know, cultivating over time. And that's not good for your health and it's a whole other podcast that i'm sure we'll be doing at some point in time because posture is very important okay what
1: does deep breathing do for the body well we're told in education page 198 show how the healthy action of the respiratory organs assisting the circulation of the blood invigorates the whole system excites the appetite promotes digestion and induces sweet, sound sleep. Thus, not only refreshing the body, but soothing and tranquilizing the mind.
0: You know, another really good thing to have in your home to help purify the air is plants, live plants. And it's great to have the aloe vera or some little potted plants that you can hang on your ceiling, something that promotes you breathing in that oxygen and they get benefits from you breathing out. So, also, another thing that you can have around is pine, cedar, and fir trees. All needle leaf trees are great to have in the area where you live because these things really promote you wanting to breathe deep because everybody loves that fresh pine smell. Oh, yeah. Where we live and we go out for a walk on the road
1: by lots of pine trees, breathe them in, and it just... smells so
0: wonderful. In fact, in CH170.2, it says how grateful to weary invalids accustomed to city life, the glare of many lights and the noise of the streets are the quiet and freedom of the country. In the country where they could sit in the open air, rejoice in the sunshine, and breathe the fragrance of tree and flower. There are life-giving properties in the balsam of the pine, in the fragrance of the cedar and the fir, and there are other trees." that are health promoting. Let no such trees be ruthlessly cut down. Cherish them where they are abundant and plant more where there are but few. So let's get to planting some more pine trees yeah. and cedar and fir. Well, also because of the massive spraying of chemtrails and
1: you know, living in the country where there's a lot of the above named types of trees, it would be very conducive to health. And it's great to have houseplants in the home to help clean the air in the home. There's websites you can go to and look that up. And then there's also, you should have one plant for every 100 square feet you have in your home or office building, you should have a plant. So if you live in a 1,400 square foot home, you should have 14
0: plants in your home. So that's good to know.
1: Yeah. So, one last thing to keep in mind is study and teach the laws of preventive medicine. And there is now positive need to interestedly instruct those who look to them for medical skill to ascertain the cause of their infirmities. They should call their attention in a special manner to the laws God has established, which cannot be violated with impunity. They dwell much on the working of disease, but do not, as a general rule, arouse the attention to the laws, which must be sacredly and intelligently obeyed to prevent disease, and that's in
0: M.M. page 223. So, does wearing masks go against what God wants? Absolutely. Masks are a danger to your health,
1: They're not needed, they're not necessary, and they don't prevent anything from happening as far as spreading disease or germs. They're only appropriate for things like when a surgeon is in surgery, and that's so that they don't get something into the wound that person's body that they've cut open. What about protecting others? Doesn't do that either. It even tells you that on the box. It says right on the box the mask won't protect you from COVID-19. So they're just part of the pandemic to make money and scare people and get them to do what they want.
0: And it's not good for your health either because it's covering the fresh air that you're breathing. You're breathing in your own stale air over and over and over again. Exactly. So I'm against masks.
1: I don't wear masks and I don't ever counsel anybody to wear one. But if they want to wear one, that's up to them. But
0: Take all of the information that we have just shared and this... Let me be clear, this podcast is not about masks. This is about fresh, good, pure air. But this also does need to be said because masks are
1: taking the fresh air from us. I've seen people driving in the car all by themselves with a mask on. It's crazy to me.
0: Yeah, so with that being said, take all of this that we have shared with you and study for yourself, okay? And then you can make your own decision with prayer, but study this all out and then share it with others, especially the benefits you get from fresh air, the the diseases that can come from it all of these things are very important to know and that's why it's one of the laws of health that God says is much needed to be studied to know and then to share with others right it's very unhealthy to
1: keep inhaling your carbon dioxide and restricting proper oxygen flow it just makes sense you know it, God said we need fresh air and that's what we need and that's what I like to breathe in.
0: Yeah, now show me a mask that can ventilate pure air. Then maybe we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's been great being here with you today, Kayla. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you coming and sharing everything you know. And also remember what it says in Matthew 5:16: Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So with all this being said, let your light so shine so that you are a star witness for the Lord.